On this week's research review, we are looking at a study called The Effect of Dry Kneeling on Pain, Range of Motion of the Ankle Joint, and Ultrasonographic Changes of the Plantar Fascia in Patients with Plantar Fasciitis. Now, before we dive into this, uh, I know this is another study on trigger point dry needling, um, which we've talked about several times, and we can get into a much deeper conversation about trigger points and do they exist, what's their role in pain management and function. Some people think they exist, some people don't, um, what they're there for. I personally believe they play some component of it because it's too complex otherwise um, to explain what they are there for if they potentially aren't contributing to something. Now that being said, not all trigger points need to necessarily be addressed if it's not causing pain or an issue with function another conversation for another day. So we're going to look into this one. And yes, while it's geared around dry needling, we're going to kind of come back to a lot of different things you can take a look at. But there was also some really interesting ideas out of this study that could be applied to different forms of treatment as well. So what they did um, in this study is they looked at the integration of trigger point dry needling into the treatment of plantar fascia um, patients that had pain. Uh, they also looked at range of motion of the ankle and they looked at the plantar fascial fi thickness as they measured on ultrasound. Um, people that were included in this were 20 uh, female um, participants all suffering from plantar fasciitis and that had trigger points present within the gastroc and the soleus on the lower leg. Uh, what they also um, brought up into this is in the previous literature, it has been valid and reliable to diagnose plantar fascia as a condition if the thickness is greater than four uh, millimeters. That is a sign that there is some sort of fasciitis or inflammation of that going on again that is measured via ultrasound so for what they actually did in the methods they had 20 females with plantar fasciitis they were assigned to the trigger point group or the control group uh, they measured ankle range of motion both in plantar and dorsiflexion plantar fascial thickness uh, they used a visual analog scale before immediately after treatment and one month after the intervention to figure out how their pain ratings had gone uh, when they needled uh, they used at least a five minute intervention per needle did this one time a week for four weeks with a max of six trigger points being addressed uh, by six needles at a time and a minimum of at least three points being addressed they did note that the trigger points were different in all instances um, and being in different locations. That can be something if you look at some charts, there's some common ones mapped out that are typically seen in research, but ultimately it was done by palpation to find where those were. So what did they actually find in this study? Well, there was a significant difference found in the plantar fascial thickness and the visual analog scale for pain ratings. Um, these were significantly decreased in the intervention or treatment group that received the dry needling. There was no significant difference seen in ankle range of motion, um, and these changes remained for up to one month after the end of the treatment. Uh, that's when they followed up 
with that visual analog scale um, at the after the treatment was done. From there, we aren't entirely sure what happened longer term. So this is also found that there is evidence that change in the plantar fascial thickness is a valid observable measure of effectiveness of treatment. So they were seeing that decrease um, in the thickness below that four millimeter um, threshold that had been established. And so that was showing that some intervention, uh, that this intervention caused changes in some form or fashion. Some of the limitations. The small group, um, it was only utilized in women and limited to the trigger points in the gastroc and the soleus. Fair limitations to address just because there are multiple things that could be going on. Also a limitation is can we know exactly how those occurred? Did it happen to be that half the women who got the treatment plus also had the rest that the rest actually did it or for the group that received nothing in the control group is that enough to show us that rest wasn't enough to cause these drastic changes so um what this all means in practical application i thought what was the most interesting part of this is when they talked about the trigger point dry needling they didn't actually do any of the dry needling at or directly adjacent or around the plantar fascia they didn't go right to the source of pain to try and get things to hopefully relax release and decrease pain they worked up the chain into the lower leg uh, where they focused on the gastroc and soleus which come down attach to the achilles depending again on who you ask kind of wraps around in a fascial plane that directly plays some role into the plantar fascia and so they were not at that direct site which is often a common thing it hurts here so that's where we go to try and incorporate um incorporate the inter direct intervention so that is something that i thought was worth noting I also thought that the, the finding that the thickness is a valid measure of effectiveness, it shows that something worked when measuring the plantar fascia. This could open up to a lot of different studies. Could this be done in different ways? Could you look at massage? Could you do some other kinds of treatment? Could you really dig in there with other options other than trigger point dry needling? Not because it is a panacea and always works, but not everybody can have access to trigger point dry needling. Not every provider can provide trigger point dry needling. And that opens up a lot of different ideas. Um, that's kind of our bottom line on this is that focusing on treating these trigger points, again, whether as a provider you believe in them or even as a patient, there's a lot of different things you can try and do soft tissue wise that can give you a lot of similar results to trigger point dry needling. And most likely if you incorporate these, it's probably not going to make you worse, especially if you're working up the chain in the gastroc and soleus when your plantar fascia hurts. So if you can go and contribute to the healing process because 
you're working on those areas. To me, that's a win-win situation. Um, you're not probably not going to make them worse. You may under, address some other underlying things that maybe will hopefully prevent it from coming back again. But it's also not going to make them worse by utilizing those areas and has the potential of getting them better. So I think that is a huge takeaway um, from this study that, yes, while this focused directly on trigger point dry needling, there are a lot of other things you could do that are going to potentially get you this, a similar benefit all while not making the patient more sore or making them worse because you're not directly going to that area of pain. Plantar fascia pain is a very, very frustrating injury. It is one that has frustrated me throughout my career in treating it with people. Everybody just seems to respond very differently. Things that seem to work for one don't seem to work for the other. I haven't quite figured out the best way to go about it. We do what we can. Um, this just adds to me another idea and option that we can put in there that can now hopefully and not everybody has a diagnostic ultrasound be objectively measured and so if that would be a possibility especially if you're working in a multifaceted clinic or you have that option of seeing someone or maybe even mention it to your doctor i think this will be one i'll talk to our team physician about um, just because we do have uh, those ultrasounds and if that's something that we could take a look at to see if we are getting some observable change um, and to show that things are potentially getting better in that regard so um Interesting study, small scale, hard to extrapolate out to everybody, but that's part of the research process, so take everything there with a grain of salt, but again, something you could utilize, simple, safe, uh, whether it's dry needling or not, and hopefully help out with some plantar fascia pain. So hopefully you enjoyed this research review, we'll have the uh, article cited in the description, so please check that out, and we hope to have you back for the next one. Thanks.